Welcome to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. So glad that you could join me today here on the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm coming to you not from New Orleans. Uh, we are actually on vacation. I'm coming to you from the beach today. We are in Perdido Key, Florida, uh, enjoying, enjoying the week here. Uh, a little downtime, a little vacation, which is important. I think that's something we'll talk about a little bit later in the show today. Uh, and I thought it would also be appropriate for us to perhaps, just perhaps, talk about beach food. I do have some recipes to share with you. I've got a lot of wind right now because I'm actually on the beach. I'm, I'm, I'm on, on the beach. <laughs> and so, so happy to... Uh, to, to be with you today. Thank you so much for listening to the Catholic Foodie Show here on Breadbox Media. We have some uh, news to share. I'm going to share that a little bit later in the show, uh, a little toward the end, a uh, way that you can become a friend of the show, a friend of the Catholic Foodie Show, get some extra content, uh, things that aren't going to be released to the general public, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, later in the show. Now, I want to tell you, I am here right now uh, on the beach, and it's quite, it, it is uh, kind of quiet. Uh, you hear the waves, of course. Uh, this is uh, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, the, the, the panhandle of Florida, the, you know, the, the top of the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, a lot of times, if you've never been here, um, it, it's very unique. Uh, I've been to the beaches uh, in, uh, on both coasts, actually. I've, I've been to the beach um, close to, to Myrtle Beach, I believe, is where we were uh, on the east coast. I've been there. Uh, I have been to uh, the beaches in California, in, in San Diego, uh, Los Angeles area, and also I have been to the beach in, um, in Mexico. And I think, you know, I've probably been to the beach out of the country too. If I, well, I know Venezuela, Margarita Island, that was my honeymoon. But I've been to the beach all over, and this is unique. You know, uh, uh, the Gulf Coast, Gulf Shores area, uh, Perdido Key going into Pensacola, uh, and then a little bit further on, it is quite unique when it comes to uh, beaches. I've, I've heard, I've never been to Hawaii, uh, but I've heard that the beaches there are just amazing, right? Just, just so beautiful. And uh, this, what makes this so unique, I think, well, two things. First of all, this is the Gulf of Mexico. It's not the ocean. It's not the Atlantic. It's not the Pacific. So the wave activity that you see is a lot different. It's a lot more calm. Uh, it's not as, as crazy. You really can't surf here like uh, you would, uh, let's say, in California, right? It's not a whole a big surfing thing. If we do any kind of surfing, it's like with a bodyboard, right? Or even just body surfing if the waves are really high. But it's not uh, what you would think of when you think of surfing, right? This is, this is pretty calm, very tame. Uh, and the second thing, which I think is just so uh, particular to this particular area, Particular to this particular area, how do you like that? That's, that's, uh, oh well. Anyway, uh, is the sand. The sand here is like powder. It, it, it's white. It's like just soft and powdery. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, like pebbles and, and, and grit in it other than just the, the pure sand. And uh, what, what I noticed about the beaches both on the, both on the east coast and the West Coast is that the uh, it, it was different. The it wasn't as um, it wasn't as soft to the touch. Uh, it could be very abrasive, and a lot of lot of pebbles, a lot of small pebbles uh, that that uh, and, and even dirt. You know, if you you think about it, you walking on sand, uh, either West Coast, East Coast, 
and it's almost as if there's there's dirt mixed in with the sand. Not that that's a bad thing, because I mean, being on the beach anywhere is is a good deal. Uh, but I've just never seen it anywhere else, kind of like here. It, it, it's just something that's unique, and something we comment on, especially this particular trip, as I have a one-year-old who is uh, now playing in the sand at the beach. Uh, we were able to celebrate her birthday here uh, in uh, on the beach. Uh, we, we arrived on her birthday, and we actually celebrated two birthdays this past week. Uh, uh, Zelly, uh, my baby, uh, one-year-old, and, uh, and then and my own. I, I turned 46, so I'm a little older. I don't know if I could say any wiser, but uh, definitely a little older. And uh, <laughs> But that's all good, right? That's part of God's plan. That's how he made us. So uh, I wanted to, to share that the fact that we are here at the beach. This is kind of what's going on. A little bit later in the show, I do want to share with you also some audio I picked up yesterday. We took a trip to one of our favorite places to go when we do come to the beach. And there are several um, traditions that we have, and I, I'll share some of those with you uh, today. Uh, but one of the places that we love to go when we come to the beach, so of course you know, I mean, this, this is... This is the Catholic Foodie Show, right? This is the Catholic Foodie Show. So, we'll, we'll, of course, you know, I like to cook, right? And uh, and so we always like to, we do grocery shopping, of course, but we love to do some seafood while we're at the beach. And there's a place in Pensacola. It, it takes about 20, 30 minutes of drive there from here, from where we stay in Perdido Key. And uh, it's called Joe Patty's. Uh, Joe Patty's is a uh, seafood market. And the way that I, the way that I liken it is, it's it's sort of like uh, Disney World for seafood lovers, right? If you love fresh seafood, you love to cook. This place is like paradise. You walk in, and there is just so much variety, and it's all fresh. Uh, pretty incredible. The family who started this, Joe Patty, Captain Joe Patty himself, Patty P A T T I. You could probably. Google that, look them up. I know they got a website, uh, Joe Patties. I don't know if it's Joe Pat. I guess JoePatties.com. I-, I have to check that and let you know. But you can find it easily online. And uh, he's an Italian. Uh, think of Italian descent. And so even in their deli, you do see some of that Italian uh, influence in the in the deli. But the family's also Catholic, and and you see some of that too, even in the history of uh, uh, the market there and and, uh, and the fishing boat or fleet that, that Joe Patty had. Uh, so we went there yesterday. I did take some uh, audio as I was kind of walking through, uh, a sound scene tour, if you will. And uh, we'll play that a little bit later in the show today. But I want to talk just for a bit here about vacations. You know, one of the things that... Um, I guess I'm learning about life as I get older is the fact that I can't do everything now. You know, and I think that I'm, maybe maybe it's part of being an American. I think we have a certain mentality here in America where we're the country, you know, where we idolize the guy who pulls himself up by his own bootstraps. We idolize that American ingenuity, the stick-to-itiveness of getting things done. And well, we idolize getting things done. You know, there's a lot that's really good about that, but sometimes, sometimes uh, we wind up with uh, the opposite problem, right? Where, where it becomes um, workaholism or, or, or some variation of that, where we're filled with anxiety, where we never 
really rest and take a break or we never feel rested or even even it can become difficult to enter into prayer because we have so much on our minds and we're worried about so many different things. I don't know if you have um, encountered that or experienced that yourself, but I know I have. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, an episode or two back of the show uh, that I've been, you know, I was self-employed for seven years. And it, it's, uh, it was very challenging, you know, a lot of worries there. And it, I've heard someone, someone at some point made the comment that, you know, a, a definition of being self-employed is that you wake up unemployed every morning, right? You never know what work you have coming your way. You may never know when the next check is coming. And in and, and a lot of the last seven years, I can look back and say that it was a great opportunity. It was a great uh, 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 time to, uh, to really grow in that dependence on God, to really grow in um, trust in God's love and God's divine providence and his providential care for me and for my, my family. I can tell you that time and again, time and again, uh, there's a lot of wind, I'm sorry about that. Uh, time and again, um, God came through in miraculous ways. I mean, it may not seem like a, you know, one of those kind of miracles that uh, uh, the church has to approve and, and leads toward the canonization of some saint, but uh, miracle nonetheless, right? Where uh, out of the blue, someone contacts me and they need some work done. And I just happen to be in dire need of work, you know what I mean? And it, those kind of things, I can't even begin to count the number of times those things, those types of things happened over the, the last seven years. And I'm very, very grateful for that. It's something that, uh, looking back, um, it, it has helped me to grow in that relationship with God and my relationship with God and my dependence on my trust and His love and His uh, providence for me and my family. And it's, you know, it's never easy. Uh, it's never easy. But one of the things, matter of fact, I used to tell my wife, you know, it's like you, you would think that by now I would have learned better, right? Uh, that I would have learned better. That, uh, you know, God has come through so many times. It's like, why in this particular circumstance, when we have this great need again, and, and you know, this is a repeat of, you know, it's happened a thousand times before, and the last 999 times it happened, God always came through. And so why am I panicked now? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you think, well, well, eventually I would catch on. Eventually, when I'm in the heat of the moment, I'll be able to take a deep breath and say, God's got this, right? God's got this. I don't have to worry. I don't have to panic. It's okay. But the truth is, it's almost as if every time I'm in that situation, I totally forget about what God has done in the past. And again, I'm worried and I'm frantic about what I have to do in order to make ends meet. And, uh, and that's just not, well, I mean, it's just, it, unfortunately, it, it, it's sad to get caught in that kind of a situation because God does come through. And what I have learned is that oftentimes the things I do try to, ha to make happen don't work. <laughs> and the things that just kind of happen because God brings it together, well, they work, you know? So anyway, what does this have to do with vacations? Well, it's, it's that whole anxiety that I think we all live in today in our culture, very fast paced, very chaotic, very demanding of our time and our attention, especially you know with technology today and social media. And I wanna talk about that and the need to relax, the need daily to relax. But we do have to take a break. Thank you so much for listening to Catholic Foodie. I am Jeff Young, your host. The Catholic Foodie. This is the Catholic Foodie Show on Breadbox Media. We gotta take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a minute.
Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I am Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. You can find out more about the Catholic Foodie over at catholicfoodie.com. This is the Catholic Foodie Show on Breadbox Media. Thank you so much for listening. And as I mentioned uh, in the last segment, I am not coming to you from New Orleans today. I'm actually coming to you from the beach, Perdido Key, Florida. We have been here all week, uh, just a family vacation. Very much uh, needed. <laughs> very, very excited to be here and to to have this time away with my family uh, this week. And I wanted to talk this segment just a little bit about uh, the need for that rest. Right? We talked last segment about uh, how how we can be really wired, uh, anxious, uh, worried, uh, quite a bit. Our, our culture today kind of uh, well, it 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 induces that it, it, it's conducive to worry and to fretting and to anxiety and uh, and what we have to do what we what we should do right for our own health for our own peace of mind and really what God calls us to do what Jesus calls us to do is to trust in him it's not an easy task necessarily we have to let go right uh, but it is so important on a daily basis and a weekly basis and a monthly basis and a yearly basis to relax you know, to actually relax, and I'm terrible at that. I am absolutely terrible at relaxing, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm probably giving you too too much information here on my uh, on my neuroses, <laughs> you know. But I, I tell you, even when I'm not working, I'm working, right? Even when I'm not working, my my mind is going 90 miles an hour, uh, one idea after another. Um, it, it is like I can't ever shut it off. And I, and I feel the pressure all the time of getting things done. I feel the pressure of uh, whether it's, you know, work that I have to do at the office, whether it's writing uh, or, or doing radio or, you know, this kid's events and that kid's events and whatever it may be, there's just so much that, cooking dinner, <laughs> so much that needs to be done on a daily basis. And, and, the, and the, the challenge is, is that in, in the midst of all that chaos, Right? There's, no, there's really going to be no peace and no happiness unless I can find a way to relax. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm learning this week as I spend time with my family. Uh, it's interestingly enough, I have to tell you, interestingly enough, I have in the past uh, spoken on uh, social media, the use of social media and evangelization and uh, using social media to help spread the gospel and using social media to try and in technology you know iPhones apps all those kind of things and trying to help spread the good news and and uh, and I love it and, and that's it's been it's been great but I've, I gotta tell you um, I now have five iPhones in my house you know and that that's been I guess for the last uh, year or so now I've got uh, three teenagers I have uh, my wife and then my own we got five iPhones in the house and uh, it is constant. We live in constant distraction, constant distraction. And that is not, you know, zoom, zoning out on, on Facebook on your iPhone is not the definition of relaxation, you know, especially if you're reading comments. Uh, it is not relaxing at all. So, uh, you know, this has been a challenge uh, in a way for a long time. Matter of fact, the last several months I've been contemplating you know, what do I do about this? Should I, should I give up my smartphone? Should I get rid of my iPhone? Should I do something different? You know, what should I do? And uh, it seems that God took care of that for me, <laughs> at least temporarily, at least temporarily. Here, here's what happened. Uh, the funny thing is we, we got here on last Friday uh, at night in the evening 
And uh, as we were driving that last stretch, right before getting to the condo, um, my iPhone started acting up. It's like all of a sudden, um, the screen started doing really weird things, you know? And I'm like, whoa, what, what, what's going on? I, I, I pointed at my, my wife was driving, so I'm pointing it out to her. I'm like, look, look at this, you know? Look, look at this. And uh, it, it wouldn't stop. So I, I shut it down. I did a hard, you know, hard reset, brought it back up. And it was fine. It was fine for three or four minutes. <laughs> and then it started up again, the, the, the screen going haywire. Anyway, the long and the short of it is, uh, it, it, it really just eventually got to where it was completely you know, haywire. The, the screen was all over the place. I couldn't, couldn't read. It wasn't legible. And, uh, and so I decided to just you know, shut it down. And then I kept thinking, well, maybe it has, it's because I have all this, uh, you know, data stored on it. You know, maybe I'm out of room, out of memory, and, and it's acting up because of that. So as I could see, you know, the best I could see, and I kept having to do like hard resets to get it back to a screen that I could actually see, I was going through and deleting all kind of stuff, apps that had tons of data, you know, even some of the, my, my favorite Catholic apps that had a ton of data to them, I, I had to delete those. I'm just trying to recoup as much memory as I could to see if that was the cause. And for a couple of hours at one point, it was fine. And then guess what? It went again. It got crazy. I couldn't read it. It's just totally messed up. And so finally, I'm like, that's that's it. I'm going to uh, back it up. And then I'm going to um, reset all the settings, you know, delete everything from the phone, do the, the reset, you know, all the to basically the factory settings. And then, you know, try to um, restore it from the from the backup. See if that works. And uh, and guess what? It did not work. <laughs> and so, basically, by uh, the morning of the, the 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 first full day we were here, that was it. No phone. So the phone was gone. And uh, let me tell you, it was uh, really a blessing because I was able to unplug and really be present to my family that is just such a blessing and the sad thing is is that i may not have done that without the phone going out now yes you know when we get back home i'm gonna have to tend to this it's something i'm gonna have to get fixed and all of that but in the meantime i really had a break and here's a couple of the funny things is that um you know my son we, we've we're growing he's he's 16 years old and we're growing and learning constantly right and you know, proper usage of uh, technology is one of the things that we talk about a lot. And uh, there were some, some things that we had to discuss a couple of, about a week ago. And uh, as a result of that, uh, he, he, had, he was, well, he's going to have to take a break from his phone, right, for, for a week. And so this week he didn't have his phone. And, uh, and then my, my, one of my daughters, my oldest daughter, her phone broke. Now, all this stuff happens in this relatively short period of time. So we go from having five iPhones in the house at work to only having, it are being used, and to only having two. My wife and then my youngest, well, second to youngest daughter. And boy, you talk about a radical difference this past week. It has been so nice. Now, I know I'm going to have to figure something out when we get back home because, you know, this is going to last. But it has really been an eye-opener at, at how much social media and technology impact our day-to-day life. And I don't know if that's what's happening in your house, but I know what's happening in mine. And uh, it's something that we're going to have to try to set better boundaries 
uh, to get a better grip on that and, 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 and use technology in a way that's going to benefit and build up our family instead, instead of uh, disintegrating it and, and, and tearing it apart, you know. So uh, anyway, I know I was going somewhere with this. Just the fact I think that you know, social media is one of those things that really can get in the way and cause more stress, more anxiety, more worry. Because the truth is, if I have this phone with me all the time, then in essence, I'm never really off, am I? Clients can contact me, work can contact me, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. So uh, cell phones were, or at least the, mine was off for the, for the week, and uh, uh, the other ones were, were, you know, we only had two operational. And it, it, was, it was just beautiful to spend this time really trying to connect. And, it's not easy. I mean, even even that. You know, we're a family who spends a lot of time together anyway because we homeschool. Uh, we eat dinner together every night. And it's just something that uh, you would think that things come easy for us. It does not. You know, matter of fact, there are a couple of days I thought there was going to be bloodshed in the, <laughs> in the condo because my teenagers are fighting back and forth, you know, and I'm losing my patience. And so these are things that... Uh, just lead me to, to believe, lead me to, to know in my bones that relaxation is something that we need on a daily basis. And for me, I know the primary way that I can enter into relaxation, one of the primary ways is through prayer. And so that's one of the things I've been, I, I, I've been for years trying to do is to pray first thing in the morning to get up, to pr- spend time in prayer. The type of prayer differs from time to time. Liturgy of the hours is something that I love, but it, it is not always that. It could be the rosary. It could be just a uh, talking to God, speaking to God, speaking to Jesus. It could be reading scripture. It could be reading a, 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 some kind of a spiritual book. Um, so it varies from day to day or week to week. It's not always the same, but spending that quiet time with God in prayer, uh, very important every day. Trying to get the daily mass as much as I can, and my schedule doesn't always allow that, or not easily, at least. Um, so it's just... Uh, that, that's one way to really enter into uh, daily relaxation, but it's not the only way. Matter of fact, sometimes we need to do things, I need to do things that just kind of turn my brain off a bit or, 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 or realign it in a way. And so I've been trying to spend a lot of time reading this week, you know, reading a lot of good books. I've been trying to finish up some of the books by Heather King. Uh, she was on the, the last show. She was my last interview. Uh, she wrote Parched, uh, Redeemed. I finished Redeemed uh, before coming here to the beach, and I've been reading Stumble. Uh, so, uh, and then Loaded, I read. That's the, the interview I had with her um, a few weeks back. So that was the last, uh, last show I did. I've been kind of on a hiatus here. Uh, so anyway, it's just such an important thing. Now, what, you know, your life may be different than mine. I don't know. You know, I don't know. You may incorporate a lot of relaxation in your life already. I know that uh, when I... I have to focus on it. I have to make it a priority. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. And I notice that when I do make it a priority and it does get done, then all of a sudden I'm a nicer human being to everybody that encounters me, you know, including my family. So uh, that's a, a very, very important thing. You know, I did mention that uh, coming up in the show, we are going to talk beach food. I do want to share with you a recipe for jalapeno poppers, something that we always do here at the beach. Another thing that we love to do is to uh, have a shrimp boil. We boil shrimp, uh, fresh Gulf shrimp. I want to tell you about that. Uh, see if we can find uh, some other uh, recipes you might be interested in. And, uh, and then take a peek inside of uh, Joe Patty's. And uh, that all, that's all coming up, folks. 
This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com. You listen to the Catholic Foodie Show on Breadbox Media. We gotta take a break. We'll be back though. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. And I got a special treat for you this segment. We are uh, at Joe Patty's Seafood in uh, in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, this is one of the places where I'm telling you, you know, for us, this is a, a magical kind of a place. It's, it, it's almost weird to, uh, to say this, to think this way, but uh, we get excited. It's kind of like Disney World for people who love seafood. Joe Patty's is a seafood market. Uh, in Pensacola, everything is fresh. Everything comes in fresh, and uh, the place is packed. The place is packed right now. I'm walking in, and uh, there are—I mean, there's fish all the way on the left-hand side. There's a lot of fresh fish that's available. You have uh, everything from Caribbean grouper, cod fillet, orange roughy. Uh, let's see what else: flounder, halibut, salmon, skinless snapper, snapper fillet, skin on. Uh, you can get it skin on or skin off. There's lots of soft-shell crab, smoked salmon, white tuna, swordfish, Chilean sea bass, which, by the way, we've had, uh, I think last time we were here, we had some of the Chilean sea bass. It was fantastic. $16.49 a pound. It's fresh. Uh, yellowfin, ahi yellowfin tuna, which I love. That, too, is, uh, is all fresh. It's cut to order. And then they have a tuna belly, which is called toro. Very good. I'm seeing stone crabs. Uh, stone crab claws, uh, there's shrimp, all different kinds of shrimp by the count, and uh, you can hear them in the background. They are calling uh, numbers. There's a lot of people here, and so uh, you have to get in line, and uh, you pull a number, and they, they call you, and then you can go and place your order. Lots of uh, workers in the back who will take your number. One of them will take your number and kind of guide you through. Uh, when people come and shop here, a lot of times they're, they're buying more than just one item, right? They're maybe on vacation, like we are. And, uh, and they'll want to buy for not just a day, but maybe for a few days, fresh seafood, uh, which will keep in the fridge. Now, I mentioned that when I walked in, on the left-hand side is where all that fresh fish is lined up all the way down the wall. Uh, fresh fish on ice, fresh seafood with a lot of workers, uh, a lot of people here who, uh, young, young folks who, uh, who work here helping customers. And on the right-hand side, you have a lot of, uh, uh, free, like a freezer section. Uh, you've got a lot of things that are either prepared. You've got, I'm looking right now at some uh, smoked uh, pork and alligator sausage. Uh, you can get uh, crawfish tails, frozen crawfish tails here. But, but in addition to uh, the frozen sections, you also have a grocery area. And uh, with a lot of, you know, this is Joe Patty's, right? Joe Patty's Seafood. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the family history is Italian. Patty, P-A-T-T-I. And uh, so you have a lot, in this deli, there's a lot of Italian type of dishes. Matter of fact, we're going to walk over in just a minute to see some uh, uh, spreads that they prepare here for uh, bread. They do have an Italian, you know, they bake bread here. So you've got a, a French bread, you've got uh, an Italian bread, there's a wheat bread. And they, they provide or they make these uh, spreads. One of them is my favorite is the, the garlic. You know, it keeps the vampires and the zombies away. We'll talk about that uh, in, in just a minute. But I'm looking at this grocery section. You've got frozen uh, vegetables. If you wanted to get some cut okra, you could. Or some breaded okra. Uh, they also have lots of different uh, uh, seasoning, whether it's a slappy mama, crawfish, uh, not crawfish, a sh- uh, uh, crab mix or crab boil, or your hot sauces. Uh, Tabasco, of course, is, is going to be on the list there, along with crystal hot sauce, one of my favorites, Slappy Mama's here. A lot of different ones. Tiger, t- 
tiger uh, sauce. Uh, you also have a lot of Asian uh, uh, things. So if you wanted to do sushi at home, which is one of the things we love to do, you can get your nori here. You can get uh, your rice wine vinegars, uh, your, your chili sauce, all of that. And uh, we're going to come all the way back here. Let's see. I sent the kids on a mission, so they are trying to uh, make a list of all the fish that they want to get. And my wife is, is helping them with that. Let's go over here to the bread, because they've got a deli. They have a deli section with kalamata. You can get kalamata olives. You can get uh, a couple of other different types of olives, some cheeses, fresh cheeses that are cut. Also, deli meats and salami, that kind of stuff. Oh, I see the kids, and guess where? Guess where they are? They're over here by the bread I was telling you about and by uh, the spreads. Now, today, they don't have the garlic spread out. It looks like they have the a honey cinnamon spread. Have y'all tried that yet? Huh? Not yet. Yes. yes. How was it? It's awesome. Is it better than the garlic? Than the what? The garlic. The garlic. You know, oh. normally they have the garlic. Oh, um, no. No. <laughs> well, we, are, we, we really are partial to the garlic, mainly because it provides, um, it provides protection from zombies and uh, vampires, right? So here's the cool thing about this. This is um, an Italian-type place, as I said, right? kind of Italian history. So in addition to all the seafood and everything, they also have gelato over here. How are you? I'm good. good. What do you have for sale over here? We have coffee, gelato, sorbet. We have a mixture of different assort or an assortment of fruits and, I mean fruits, desserts, I'm sorry, <laughs> in our dessert bar over here. Um, pretty much what you see is what you get. It's all delicious. All, all, all delicious. What about the, the gelato? What's like your biggest seller? Hmm. People love the salted caramel. And actually, it's just it's a matter of if they like the tart or the milkier. So coconut's a big seller. So uh, we are just checking out. You know what's happening here. I want to take you all the way in the back. Now this is. Uh, let me let me just say something about this gelato because we we have a story about this. This goes back to uh, my second youngest, Grace, who for the longest time was the youngest. And Grace, uh, we we the gelato. We came here. We wanted to try some gelato one year. This is going back a number of years. She was just a little kid. And you have all these different kinds. You got vanilla, chocolate, pistachio, mixed berry, raspberry, blood orange. That's a sorbet. You got chocolate, cookie, uh, crunch, salted caramel, which is one of the favorites, right? Coconut, salted caramel. And then they have tiramisu. And here's the funny thing is that, you know, Grace was probably seven years old at the time. And she wanted to try that kind, but didn't know how to pronounce it. And so she called it triasmu. Right, triasmu. So to this day, Grace, who has come up with so many different sayings for us over the years, we this is one that we still use. So from time to time, we refer to something that we don't know what it is. Well, that's you know that's just a little triasmu, right? A little triasmu. So uh, we might have to try some triasmu today <laughs> to celebrate the birthdays. They have some uh, salads that are available here, which is uh, nice. You can get that prepared and uh, and take it with you. They have. Oysters, um, let's see, Spanish mackerel. They got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Oh, they got Louisiana cooked crawfish. Check it out, steamed shrimp. You can get it already steamed, cooked. Uh, all the way back here in the back, some of the things I love the most back here. You have jumbo lump crab meat, lump crab meat, crab fingers. Uh, you got some different dips. Um, Joe Patty yellowfin 
tuna dip or a little smoked tuna dip, and then oysters. You can get uh, oysters either in a 12-ounce container, they're already shucked, or a 24-ounce, or even a gallon. And uh, I don't know, do I have, do we see any that are in the, still in the shell? I don't see any oysters that are unshucked, but that's how I like to get them. I like to get them and shuck them myself because that's just a lot of fun. Lobsters available over here too. And then all the way here in the back, they do have, believe it or not, a sushi bar. This is something that, uh, you know, when we come, it, it's, it is about lunchtime, so you never know. We might be uh, getting a little sushi while we're here and shopping. Uh, but one of the things that I love about this is, uh, well, it's available, but it, it's just so fresh. And see, that's the thing. This fish is so fresh, and what we like to do is get some of the fish that is sushi grade, and we'll take it back to the condo, and we will actually roll our own sushi, make our own sushi uh, one night uh, during the, the week, usually while we're, when we're here. And uh, we'll have to see. Uh, we, i got to talk to my wife and see what the menu is going to be like. I know we're doing some boiled shrimp tonight. going to boil some shrimp just as celebration for, uh, for the birthday boy, and uh, that's going to be... That's going to be fun. So. Anyway, like I was saying, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it, based on shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad. Shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That's that's about it. <laughs> that's right. We're gonna get back to shrimp though in just a little bit. I had to step inside. Uh, you know, the the beach is wonderful, and I love walking the beach, but it got to to be very very windy, so I wanted to uh, to walk back inside. I hope you enjoyed that little sound scene tour from Joe Patty's. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, we always have a lot of fun while we're there. We did indeed have a little bite of sushi, uh, while, you know, for lunch, and uh, we did we did have gelato. I had to I got to tell you that. Uh, matter of fact, what was cool is uh, because you know Zelly is is one. She's just a, a baby, I guess. I don't know if there's an age where you know it's you here and, and below. I don't know where that starts, what the age range is, but they do give a small cup of gelato for free uh to the little ones so that was a lot of fun she got to have a little celebration herself with uh some vanilla uh gelato that was that was great now you know uh joe panties has been around for over 75 years and uh, it's located on pensacola bay as i mentioned uh and it was in the the early 1930s that anna and joe patty started selling fish from their front porch believe it or not on de street in pensacola uh, captain joe had a philosophy he would only sell the highest quality fish at a fair price and he wanted his customers to trust him and he wanted them to become happy regulars and apparently he he did a very good job at that uh very successful built this thing up into what is essentially as i mentioned uh, Disney World for uh, for seafood lovers. We we love uh, love it there. We're going to be talking shrimp uh, in the next segment. I'm going to give you a recipe for boiled shrimp. We uh, we purchased about uh, I guess maybe 10 pounds of shrimp. Uh, we're going to divide that up over a couple of different recipes. One the boiled shrimp and also a, a shrimp curry. So we will talk about that uh, next episode or next segment i'm sorry uh you're listening to the catholic foodie show here on Breadbox media i'm jeff young your host the catholic foodie we do have to take a quick break but we'll be back in just a minute 
Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. You're listening to uh, this show here on Breadbox Media. I'm so glad that you're with me today. Uh, in this last segment, we're going to be talking about food. Uh, we're going to talk about beach food. Uh, jalapeno poppers is something that we always do here at the beach. We're also going to talk boiled shrimp. Uh, another th- another thing we love to do at the beach. Matter of fact, the recipe I'm going to talk to you about today um, is something that I posted over at CatholicFoodie.com three years ago, almost to the day. Three years ago, almost to the day. And as a matter of fact, I believe we were here uh, at the beach when I posted that. Uh, this weekend, we celebrate Father's Day. And uh, what a wonderful uh, uh, time of the year, I guess, to celebrate such a day. Uh, I think traditionally, fathers, you know, you, you for Mother's Day, what happens? You know, usually you take mom out to eat, right? Father's Day, uh, dad usually is in charge of cooking, and he's he's at the grill, or uh, in in our case, sometimes the 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 propane tank, you know, with the big pot there boiling, boiling uh, seafood of some sort. Um, but Father's Day, it tends to be that kind of a of a day, right, where uh, dad is at the grill and everybody's having a good time. And uh, so, you know, very, very is a good, good for us to kind of take a step back for Mother's Day, for Father's Day, to remember our, our parents, to uh, show our appreciation and our love for all that they do. I'm, I am now, you know, a father again uh, with this one-year-old, and it's, it's just uh, such a, a blessing to, uh, to be a dad. Uh, it's, it's not always easy. It can be quite challenging, but it is definitely every day a blessing. And I'm just amazed, you know, I'm just amazed that, that God puts in my hands uh, these children, you know, that, that uh, with His grace that He entrusts to me um, the, the upbringing, the education, uh, the raising of, of these children um, in the faith, in the faith and with a lot of faith, uh, just an amazing thing to me. So anyway, uh, we're going to share, I'm going to share these recipes with you uh, this segment. I mentioned at the end of the last segment about Joe Patty's, just the fact that it's been around for 75 years. Frank uh, Sr. is uh, at the helm uh, today. Uh, Joe Patty's is open 361 days a year. And uh, Frank Sr. is... Uh, is at the helm of the of the uh, the market itself, uh, and 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 the, it's a family business. So you have other members of the family who are there, and they have a hundred plus employees uh, there every day. It's it's pretty pretty amazing operation. If you do get a chance, if you're ever in the Pensacola area, uh, you do get a chance to go uh, to Joe Patty's. I'd recommend it, especially if you are a big seafood lover as I am. Uh, now, one of the things that we do, we're, we're down here at the beach, spending the week, trying to rest, trying to relax, trying to get away from the daily grind, you know, back at home. And uh, one of the things that we love to do, though, and, and for us, it is a joy, is, is to cook. You know, this is the, this is the Catholic foodie show. And uh, I, for years and years and years, I cooked every single day. Um, my kids were younger. We, 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 life was fairly, fairly uh, 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 simple. Um, it, it wasn't that complicated. We weren't running the roads all the time, that kind of thing. And uh, it was it was more or less easy for me to cook every day. A challenge, yes. Uh, a commitment, yes. But not uh, not impossible. And it's something that I enjoy. I love being in the kitchen. I love to cook. And uh, so that was just part of our life. Matter of fact, the whole Catholic foodie thing that I'm doing here kind of sprang out of the fact that I was cooking every day. 
it, it was easy for me to write about, you know, to share recipes, to talk recipes on uh, the radio uh, because I was doing it day in and day out. Now, to be honest, uh, it, it's been very difficult, I'd say the last year or about a year, I guess, it's been very difficult for me to cook every day simply because um, life has changed. You know, we've got three teenagers. Uh, we're on the road a lot. Uh, there's just a lot going on. And so when we do have time to get away, like now, this week, and I have that opportunity to be in the kitchen every day uh, and also have kids who love to cook too. And my wife is a Excellent, excellent cook. She's taught me so much in my life. It's just so awesome to be able to get in the kitchen and cook for fun, right? To cook for fun. We're not having, there's no deadlines. We're not racing because somebody's got an event here or there, you know, uh, uh, gym, gym, uh, gymnastics practice or, or Boy Scouts or, or whatever. We're, we're just able to take our time and we're, we, we mosey on up from the beach, come up to the condo and we cook dinner and maybe eat at nine, 10 o'clock at night, you know, but, but it's, it's fun and it's relaxing. It's enjoyable and it's vacation. That's just what it's about. And I have to tell you, there are some things that we do just about every time we come to the beach. Uh, jalapeno poppers is one of those dishes. Very, very simple to make. Um, and, and if you are, uh, if you don't like spicy foods, if you think, oh my goodness, you know, jalapenos, oh, they're so hot. I don't, I don't, want to do that, right? I, that's too hot for me. Well, let me just tell you that when you do these jalapeno poppers, I do recommend that you handle them wearing some sort of gloves. You know, they have these uh, plastic, um, or not plastic, what are they called? I'm, I'm forgetting the, the term now, but a, a sort of plastic without any latex or without any powder in it. Maybe I'm thinking latex, without any powder in it, right? So it's kind of clean. Uh, you don't worry, worry about getting powder in your food, anything like that. Uh, you can use these gloves to handle the peppers so it keeps the oils off your hands and uh, will prevent your hands from hurting after the fact. Uh, but what, you, what you're going to do is you slice these open lengthwise and you're going to take a spoon and you scoop out the, uh, the membrane and, and the seeds. So a lot of the heat that a that is in a pepper, it, it really is it's not coming from the outer part of the pepper. It's coming from the, the membrane and the, the seeds and the oils that are in the pepper. So you're already getting rid of most of the heat right there by taking out the membrane and, and the seeds. And what happens when you cook these poppers, you could do them on a grill on medium low, or you can do them in the oven. We, you know, at the condo, a lot of times you go to a, a hotel as an example, or a condo, if you have a, a kitchen there and where you can't, you can't, they don't allow you to use fire, right? You can't um, have a grill. Uh, you may have a, an electric grill, which works, I guess, uh, but you can't have propane. You can't have charcoal. Um, if that's the case, you can certainly do them in the oven. I, I, I did these on the oven the other day at 350. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, but what you want to do, what you're going to do, you're going to cook these peppers. And so all the oil is going to cook out of it anyway. So you're going to have a little kind of uh, picante, a little heat, not, not too much, uh, very little amount. Uh, but you get that flavor of the pepper. It's really, really good. So I like to use chorizo, which is a Mexican sausage. Uh, a chorizo, you can get some chorizo and mix in there, like put it into a bowl. I, I, I get it usually with uh, the, 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 the skin or the uh, casing uh, on it, on the chorizo. And I, I cut that part off. I, take, I get rid of it and just have the raw sausage in a bowl with some Monterey uh, Jack cheese and some cheddar cheese. And I like to take some fresh cilantro, chop that up, throw that in there too. And I mix it up really, really well. 
And what I do is I take, uh, like the other day, I took 10 uh, peppers and I cut them in half lengthwise and I prepared them as I mentioned earlier. And what that yields for me is 20 poppers, right? Because if you get two poppers per pepper. And all I do is I fill the, 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 the cavity of the pepper with the chorizo mixture. And I want to have it kind of, uh, you know, fully packed in there. And then I like to take a, 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 a link of bacon, or not a link of bacon, a slice of bacon. And I wrap it around that popper, put a toothpick through it to hold it all in place, put it on a baking sheet. And I'm going to put those in the oven and let them bake for about, uh, I don't know, it could be 15, 20 minutes. It just depends. It depends on the oven. And keep an eye on it. You want them to kind of, you want the peppers to really kind of start to cook down. They want to soften a lot. Of course, you want to make sure that your chorizo is fully cooked uh, in the bacon. And usually you're going to start to see some browning take place um, where it even maybe get charred on the outside and that's really good so i enjoy those we usually make them sometimes as an appetizer uh sometimes like the other day it was really supposed to be part of our main meal you know uh where we each had uh, four poppers uh, along with and they're good size they're big big jalapenos uh, along with uh, the rest of our meal so uh that is certainly beach food that we love to do and then the boiled shrimp the recipe is over at catholicfoodie.com, by the way, so you don't have to write this down. If you're driving, you can always find it. Just catholicfoodie.com, search for boiled shrimp. And, uh, we, you know, the thing is, at home, back at home, we get great, great prices on seafood at home. Uh, you know, $5.99 a pound, $6.99 a pound. It depends on the size of the shrimp. They do it by count. You know, how many do you get per pound is essentially how that count system works. You know, so the, the higher the number... Uh, or I should say the, the smaller the number, the bigger the shrimp. So you got 10 to 15 count. That means you get 10 to 15 shrimp per pound as opposed to 30 to 40 count, right, where you get 30 to 40 shrimp per pound. So the bigger the, 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 the smaller the number, the bigger the shrimp. Uh, and what we like to do is uh, you can do different sizes. As a matter of fact, the recipe over at catholicfoodie.com is for 20 pounds of shrimp. We did not do that the other day. We did only five pounds of shrimp because we had other things that we were eating as well, big salad and, and, and uh, other stuff. Anyway, um, an easy, easy way to do this, you can do like kind of a, a, a more complex recipe, which is over at catholicfoodie.com. But what we did, just very, very simple, you have crab boil, some kind of crab boil. They've got uh, Zatarans produces this. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a seasoning mix, right? Uh, powdered kind of seasoning mix with uh, uh, cayenne and salt and all this other stuff in there. And also, uh, it's not just Zatarans. You've got uh, uh, Slappy Mama is the brand that we use. We use that brand because we like the flavor, but also because there's no MSG in it. And uh, you just add that to a big pot of boiling water. And uh, we like to throw some, some onions in there, some Vidalia onions, just chop those up or maybe, maybe just quarter them and throw them in. And we like to do a lot of lemon juice. If you don't have real lemons on hand, you can always use that lemon juice concentrate. And you're going to basically, once the water's boiling, you add the shrimp, bring it to a boil again, cut the heat, let them soak. And you talk about good. This is, as uh, we heard Bubba say earlier, right? Fr uh, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can boil it, broil it, you know, etc., etc. So, so delicious. Uh, you can always reach me at catholicfoodie.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, and until next time, bon appetit.